When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As the dust settles on Borough's defeat to Norwich at Wembley, I'm joined by Phil Talentire and Jonathan Taylor to discuss that playoff final defeat to Norwich. Uh, Phil, we'll start with you. Was it just a case of Norwich were, were better on the day, they were faster on the day, they were fitter on the day? Did they want it more? Or, or, or I mean, the best team won, didn't they? There's no doubt. Yeah, I, think, I certainly think the, the, the first statement you made about them um, being better on the day was unquestionably true. They were... They were very, very good. Were they allowed to be very, very good? I suppose it's hard to say, isn't it? Um, there's no doubt about it. Borough were well off the pace throughout. It was a dreadful first half. Um, I'm sure we'll go on to the reasons why we think Borough didn't perform as well as they should, but there's no doubt about it. It was a really bad day at the office and not really the best time to to, to, to choose to, to put in one of your worst shifts of the season. Um, it's hard to quantify. You, know, you just think they lost the battles all over the pitch. Um, you know Norwich stopped Borough from playing first of all, but you know you'd have to think that you know Borough will be worried that they they allow that to happen. I think uh, it was clear, wasn't it, John? Uh, the, that was the word from them as well that Norwich had set out not to concede the first goal. For them to score two in the fir- first fifty minutes was just an added bonus, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm sure that, was, that wasn't really in their game plan. I mean, all of their players afterwards, you know, were talking about the the April game at Carrow Road, how Borough. You know, scored early and then shut up shop, and they were really wary of Borough doing that again at Wembley. But I mean, from from the oh, the offset, really. I mean, from the the coach turning up late to the first ten minutes, Borough just just weren't at the races, and it was it was that dreaded combination really of Norwich playing as well as we've seen them in that first half, and Borough just way off the pace. That was Bournemouth as well, wasn't it? It was that combination of the opposition being as good as they can be and Borough just not showing up. Yeah, and it, I mean, I talk about how the two big. Um, decisions didn't need to make obviously at right back and up front and you know, probably everyone around the table may have may have done the same decision that, that he went with but I mean you have to say that Whitehead at right back I mean didn't really work obviously they you know, on a day that nobody really performed that backfired and, and obviously Patrick Bamford up front um, clearly wasn't fit nowhere near fit I know that uh on, on the subject of Whitehead, the first goal came from that side, obviously. But for me, the, the main issue in the first half was the left-hand side. Friend was arguably Borough's best player, but he was just given no protection whatsoever no. by Tom Lanou, who, you know, in fairness to him, was playing out of position. But well, they, they were just outnumbered, weren't well, they? I, that? I think a few a few chickens came home to roost on Monday, and one of them was the fact that Aitor's, you know, decisions to play players in what we would regard as not their strongest positions. Lee Tomlin is not a left-sided midfielder. I think Borough got away with it in the playoff semi-finals against Brentford. There was no doubt about it. They were terrific in both matches. Um, but Brentford are nowhere near a Norwich. Um, the league positions you know, make that out to be self-evident. And that was one of the big issues for me, you know, Lee Tomlin is a, is a decent player, but he's a number 10. If that, that's what he was signed to be. So... If, you know your, your your best left-sided player over the seasons being Adam Reach, quite frankly, and uh, the fact that he wasn't introduced with at least half an hour to go to me was just mind-boggling. It looked as though 
I saw Karanka, I'm sure he hadn't, but it, the impression we got from the sidelines was that he'd almost accepted defeat. There was there was no there was no plan B or C or D, and uh, that that was one of the things. Dean Whitehead did terrifically well in the semi-finals. Let's not forget that. But he he, he was exposed for what he is, which is a central a central midfielder at, at playing at right back. Now, for me, if if Ryan Fredericks must be thinking, what do I have to do to get a game? I'm I'm a I'm a bona fide right back. I've got pace. I'm a young one. Um, I've done okay. If I'm not getting the team ahead of uh, a makeshift right back, then there's something sadly wrong. You know that that that's the kind of thing that worked against Middlesbrough on the day. Um, You can get away with that over the course of a season because if you have one bad result, you can bounce back the Mm. next week. Um, you know, we think to the decisions. I know I heard one fan quite rightly point out. You know, the, the decision to give two players their debuts at, at Watford, um, the pairing of Ensue and Callas at Bournemouth, they didn't work. But Borough managed to recover from those setbacks. In a playoff final, you don't get a second chance. And with both goals really stemming from mistakes as well, it was just. It was really a horror show, wasn't it? And you talk about sorry, John. You talk about accepting defeat. Um, the stat it's a, it's a damning stat, isn't it? About Borough's inability to come from behind uh, at one nil. Never mind two nil. And, and to be honest, they never looked likely, did they, of, of launching a comeback? It, it's just a stat that really does go under the radar. Really, I mean, you've got to think back when Borough conceded the first goal. You've got to go back as far as Birmingham away, possibly, to, that Borough have managed to scrap up anything out of the game that they conceded first and I think Bolton was the last time we won and was that yeah. the third game of the season I think it was but I mean I mean Phil's right I mean the, the really alarming thing from the off really I mean you could have named Norwich's starting lineup long before it was just the Jerome or Graben um, you know dilemma which they had to make but you knew exactly how they would set up but equally I mean Borough just weren't equipped to deal with the extra man in midfield I, I thought Alex Tetty had the freedom of the park yeah. I mean Ledbetter and Clayton were obviously you know, on Housen and Johnson, and then just behind them, Teddy dictated it. And especially when you have you know Hulahan and Redmond swapping flanks, causing problems all over the place. I mean, it was just it was just overrun, outnumbered, outfought in there. The coach issue we touched on it there. How big a contributor was that? Do you think? Well, I thought Karanka insisted <coughs> it wasn't a contributor at all, and in fact, he kind of contradicted himself a little bit in his post-match press conference when he was asked about it. And at first, he indicated that. But returned up when they wanted to, mm. and then he kind of indicated, yeah, maybe we were a little bit late, but that's not a problem because we want to spend as little time as possible in the training in the dressing room, and you've got to take him at his word for that. But I don't believe that arriving at the stadium, what was it, less than an hour before kick off, or more. Yeah. You know, we go to a lot of away games, we go to all the away games, and we're often in the ground, you know, well before two, and you know, you always see. You always see the players walking on the pitch about half one, quarter two, you know, with the tracksuits on and the headphones reading the programme, just getting a feel for the players. It seems strange that they wouldn't do that, just their normal match day routine. And we all caught that famous picture of Leo Perkovic running towards the, in front of the bus, whether that was to hand in the team sheet, because Borough were worrying they were missing the deadline, I don't know. But I would think, as much as anything, I would have thought it would affect Aitor Karanka, because he's, he's a stickler for, for protocol. He, he, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's a fantastic timekeeper. Everything, he's, he's, he's an organised fellow. He thinks everything to the finest detail. He plans to the finest detail. I can't believe that that wouldn't have had some effect because it would have affected me. I know, sat itching to be at the stadium when you're in a traffic jam, yeah. and it smacks. I don't know if it's Burr's fault. I have no reason to suspect that they did something wrong. But it's, you know, whether there should be something done in terms of outriders or there's no way a team should be put in a position of turning up late for a big match like that. 
I wouldn't have fancied being the guy who had to tell Leo that the team sheet was in too late if he hadn't if he hadn't made the deadline <laughs> no. of the belt into there. I mean these kind of things only come up when you when you've lost a big game really. Yeah, but I mean the, the two approaches, um, Norwich and Boroughs in the in the lead up to the final were very, very different. And it's only in hindsight that you can look at it and, and say, well maybe maybe one was better than the other. I mean Norwich I know they went down for a two-day training camp on the Monday and Tuesday, didn't they? They looked around Wembley and did the kind of the well, the tour, I guess. I don't know. Um, whereas obviously Borough then had a couple of days off after Brentford, a day off during the week, a late training at the beginning of the week, and then and went down to London on the the Friday and watched the was it was the League One or League Two League final, two, wasn't playoff, it? Yeah. So I mean, two very very different approaches, and I know that. Um, Certainly, the Norwich um, r- reporters down there were quite int- interested about the, the real contrast between Alex Neil and Karanka. But it's only in hindsight that these things these come up. Really, it's a desperately disappointing day. I mean, I know what you, you like you say in hindsight you pick out this and that. It's a, it's it is a heartbreaking end to what has been a terrific season. And there is when you look back and so I, I think I wrote this week that if you asked a dozen fans to pick out a highlight, there's every chance to have a different a yeah. different game or a different moment, isn't it? It's it's a shame to finish on that note. It's been a fantastic season. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Probably the most enjoyable season covering the club because they've won so many matches, mm. particularly at home. And then we've had the cup matches on top, which has been an added bonus, particularly Anfield and Manchester City. Um, there was always that fear, though, that when Borough didn't achieve automatic promotion, it would come down to something like... The, well, it yeah. had to come down to either the semi-final or the final. <laughs> and, you know... We all felt the momentum was with Middlesbrough, but at the end of the day, it was a cup final. It wasn't really, you know, you, you can have a bad day in a cup final and lose. That's what that's what upsets are all about. You know, we saw that's what Middlesbrough beat Manchester City for goodness mm-hmm. sake. You know, that should never happen, really, should it? Um, given the relative strength of both sides, so in a cup final situation, you can just have a bad day at the office. But I do think that were, there were quite a lot of things that happened from Middlesbrough's point of view on Monday that we've seen before this season. Yeah. You know, Ito Karanka made a point speaking about mistakes after the match. It's something he trotted out a lot in his first few weeks at the club. We can't afford to make mistakes if we want to win football matches. And he didn't name names, but we all know what happened. And, um, you know, he said, he's right, he says you win and lose as a team, but you can't afford to make mistakes like that, as he rightly points out. And also, um, you know, looking at the team itself, you spoke about you know the mid midfield battles and what have you. Mm-hmm. You know Middlesbrough potentially have a five man midfield, so to allow you know to be outnumbered in that situation yeah. smacks. Of, we've seen that happen before when 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 things have gone wrong with Middlesbrough. You look and you think you feel as though the opposition have got more players than you have, yeah. and and that's a worry that 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 two man defensive unit becomes separated from the three men attacking midfield unit, and you just. You're between a rock and a hard place, and the need to be, that moving forward, they need to adapt that better. That they have to have a way of playing as a unit when they when they're being swamped in midfield. But yeah, it's been it's been as I said a fantastic season and just an awful end to it because the 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 better than that. Mm-hmm. And my worry is now that the narrative is oh well Norwich came down last season, so hey they were they were Premier League club in waiting anyway. We did well to get as far as we've got. And we were never going to beat Norwich, and I, I I don't want that to become the accepted norm because Middlesbrough are just as good as Norwich on We've the day. We've beaten them twice. Team. They're no great shakes. Their team isn't packed with you know Premier League internationals. It's a good solid unit that's been incredibly well managed by Alex Neil and, um, and 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 Middlesbrough have been really good most of the season but on a couple of occasions they've just fallen a little bit short. Credit to Alex Neil because I'd read yesterday that I think at the first game of the season he. He managed a game that 750 people were in the stands. I mean, he's been an absolute... 
I couldn't believe what I was reading when I'd seen that he'd been appointed there. Uh, it's been a revelation, hasn't he? Absolutely. Incredible, fantastic. and it was only in the lead up to to Wembley really where you really nailed down into the stats, and you look at the amount of games he's actually won there. Mm. I think his first game there, he went and won at Bournemouth. I mean that that is some statement to make on his you know, his first arrival. But I think I think Phil's right. I mean, um, throughout the season, some signs have been there. It, <coughs> it kind of you know, came home to roost at Wembley, and when you're entering the the playoffs, it's tro- you know it's trotted out every season, isn't it? It's a it's a lottery, and although people were saying, well, it's not really a lottery. That's a bit of a cliche. Well. You could have tossed a coin on the, yeah. the, the final in the final, and unfortunately, it landed against Borough. Um, the the real fault of this season, I don't think, unlike so many seasons, one team didn't didn't run away with it, and it's very rare in the championship for that to happen. So it was there for Borough. Yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely there, um, and if you're gonna look at a game, I mean, away at Watford, potentially that that possibly was the day where that was the game. I remember afterwards where I thought that'll be the game where we look back and think. After Derby, it was Borough's to lose, wasn't it? You'd said that McLaren had said exactly that, hadn't you, after that game? There'll be that regret, won't there? Yeah. There'll be that regret for me, the, the opportunity the, squandered. Yeah, for me, the, the, the regret isn't so much those games, because you're allowed to go to a decent team and lose. You, you've got no divine right, and you know not all of the teams in the division lost some soft games. Mm. But to, 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 to not to take any points from Sheffield Wednesday, mm. not to take any points from Leeds, to... To, to be beaten at home by Reading. And you know, you get a point away. You know, you, you're so close and you think, well, and, I, and people might turn around and say, yeah, but we won at Derby. So it swings in roundabouts. But when you look back at the course of the season, there were a few soft points dropped. But, you know, sorry, John, go on. I mean, it's very interesting if you look at the, the, the results. Middlesbrough dropped nine points before the end of August, and that was before mm. Ito Ogranker self-confessed had his team in place yeah. they lost nine points now if you get those nine points you've you've won the league at a canter yeah. um, I'm sure that he'll, he'll learn from that I'm sure that the you know the wheels are already in motion to, to build Borough back up next year but it's got to be done for the start of the season that's for me yeah, yeah. I agree with that That if you look at one thing not one in particular game but it was Borough's slow start yeah. for me um, you wouldn't normally you know if, Going away to Leeds or at home to Sheffield, Wednesday, Reading. If those games had happened in November, I'm convinced Borough would have got more points out yeah, of them. Arguably nine points. Yeah, and then, just going back to your point about Alex Neal as well, I'm really pleased that a manager's come up. Pleased, obviously, they went up at the expense of Middlesbrough. But I'm really pleased the manager's gone into a club that was struggling a little bit in the Championship and hasn't gone in as an excuse to say we're rebuilding now. Mm-hmm. You know, Strachan. exactly mm-hmm. that yeah. that that thing that happens when a manager comes in. It's the easiest thing in the world. He, the new manager came and said, hang on a minute, we're going to give it a go. You think that Middlesbrough virtually gave up the fight at Christmas, yeah. even though they were within touching distance of the automatic places. Mm. Then that's a, an interesting mindset. You know, a manager coming in and saying, like, this group of the players, you know, Middlesbrough had come out, come in at the Championship on the back of, a, you know, 11 seasons in the Premier League. They were an established club. Yeah, the squad wasn't the greatest, but it's still worse than Norwich's is at yeah. the moment. And the manager went in there and went in with the belief, you guys are good enough to get us up. Strachan came into Middlesbrough and decided all but one or two of the players weren't good enough. And that's the difference. You know, It's the difference between Port Lambert and um, Sherwood at yeah. Villa. Same group of players. One manager's gone in there and said, you're good enough to win. Mm. Benteke, ben you're Teke. a good player. You know, put an arm around somebody. You, mm. mightn't, you mightn't want to keep them forever, but you put an arm around them and get them to do a job for a short period of time. And so fair play to Alex Neal. He's, he's got them up. Um, you know, as, as I say, it's heartbreaking from our point of view. Um, but at least you, know, you can say, well... You can see how he's done it 
totally yeah. agree and it's a very interesting contrast between Neil and what Karanga's going to do next year because you've heard it a few times this year Karanga said you know when, look when I took over we were he, I think he says there were three points off the bottom of the table so yeah. I think we were actually, actually five he's getting closer by the league yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think he was, think it was five actually and, yeah. and Karanga said he, you know he had X amount of players in there in pre-season blah 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 but I mean next season that can't that can't be no. used I mean no. Borough uh, I know the odds came out earlier this year, uh, this week, sorry, and, and Borough are bang favourites yeah, other than Burnley be and Hull to, yeah. to, to, to win the league. So. That's they should be. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's part and parcel now, yeah. isn't it? It's a team that's been brought together to win promotion. And that comes with the territory of signing those players. I think what's hard, or what makes it hard for clubs like Middlesbrough is, you know, yeah, and we said the same under Tony Mowbray a couple of years ago, you can come out with all the stats you want and all the all the reasons why you know you just missed out or you, you didn't quite make it, and then you get a Burnley who come up from nowhere, a Blackpool who come up from nowhere. Um, but let's be honest, Brentford. Bournemouth, Brentford, Brentford yeah. you know, Bournemouth have done terrific well, and everyone's now saying, "Oh well, it was just bound to happen." Mm-hmm. You look at that squad of players, and I researched where they all came from a few weeks ago. Most of them. Of a lower league players, free signings or very bargain signings. They were on a bad run as well in a bad, match where they dropped yeah. out, out so, of the playoffs. So the, the, well. the point I'm making is there are very good things that Aitor Crank has done and the things that I agree with when he says them, but then there's always one team that makes you look daft to having that viewpoint. Yeah. You know, because you know Burnley went up having spent virtually nothing a couple of years ago. To go down at yeah. The start that year. You know, Blackpool. We were just talking about Gordon Strachan's season. Blackpool were below Borough for most of that season. Mm. And Ian Holloway somehow got that group of players up because they believed they could go up, and Gordon Stratton believed. I don't think he ever believed his team could, and that transmitted itself right throughout the club that season. So, um, but yeah, going back to the the point John was making, that you know they will be red hot favourites next season, and uh, that might that might actually suit them in yeah. some respects because. I don't think they can play this card well. We just do. We, we've done well to be here. We didn't expect to be here. Now we know how good they are. And yes, they're going to lose some players, and I'm sure we'll talk about in the coming weeks about next season. But there's so many positives. I don't want to sound like you know Brendan Rodgers Absolutely. here yeah. and start saying you know take. <laughs> but there have been so many positives. The main positives have been you know players like Ben Gibson is an established player now. Adam Reach, okay, had a quiet tail off at the end of the season, but he's becoming an established player. Mm. You know, we've got players coming back from injury like Carry All. Um, it's that they're the positives, you know. Ledbetter and Clayton have had pretty good seasons, Fantastic season, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's no there's no reason to hit the panic button. We've lost a cup tie. You can lose a cup tie. Let's not forget how we got there in the first place. I think uh, just to wrap up, a word for the fans. You know, Trafalgar Square was absolutely fantastic. When mid sub South party, and even on the day, uh, it's been like that for us. But it was a real occasion there, wasn't it? It was nice to. I think like we've been at Arsenal earlier in the year. And then to go Wembley, it's nice and to feel part of a real big occasion again, isn't it? A big event after years just in purgatory, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the fans were terrific, weren't they, from start to finish on Sunday? Yeah, it was, I mean, for them, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure they're absolute... I know, well, I know they are, because they'll feel like the rest of us do. They'll be shattered by the experience. But if you think about everything up to five to three, three o'clock, yeah. it was a, it's a wonderful life experience. Mm-hmm. You know, the, being at the new Wembley, selling out half of it, you know, that sight in the stadium, you know, we were lucky enough to be sat on halfway, more or less, so we could look at Borough from that perspective. Yeah. You know, it, it looked a wall of red and the noise they made and, and the weekend they had in London, it'll, it, that will go down in 
Borough folklore yeah. that weekend. And, and Borough players, um, a few of them after the game mentioned that they obviously had seen the Trafalgar Square. I think so, they were FaceTimed or Skyped or something like that. They saw it from their hotel and they were saying they've never seen anything like it. And It's just a real shame that the outcome, but I think 100,000 fans um, throughout the course of the season have travelled away to what the, you know, the, the 23 Fantastic. away games, um, but they'll need, be needed next year as well. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we'll uh, we'll do another one next week where we look ahead to next season and kind of what's next. But uh, for now, thanks, John. Thanks, Phil.